1: Okay, Mel. Love the jacket, by the mm-hmm. way. Thank you. You look like you belong with the, uh, what was the name the of the? Pink th- Ladies. Yes. Greece. Yes. Or like a uh, bowling team nowadays. Yeah. What is our topic today? Oh,
0: wow. Have we got one for y'all today? The topic
1: is Widow Brain. i forgot we were gonna talk about this mel which is very on brand for a widow brain yes so if you haven't heard of the term widow brain then you're probably not a widow because if you're a widow if you know you know right if you know you know yes but some people call it something different right grief brain grief fog widow fog fog yeah brain cloud why don't we talk
0: about what widow brain is okay let's do that go
1: do
0: you... oh fine i so have widow brain <laughs> you're gonna be the one that's lost. we
1: both have widow brain so widow brain is a group of issues related to memory and focus and clear thinking that tends to go with the loss of a major person in your life in our case our spouses and in the beginning it can be really 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 severe like it's like your brain takes a hiatus and you can't function at all and it can stick around for a while but hopefully gets a little better did i explain it good enough or was there more i think that's the gist of it yes
0: yes Widow brain can exhibit itself in many, many
1: ways. How has it exhibited for you? So right after Jason died, things that had been habits for us or had been in our everyday lives, you know, appointments, standing appointments. It was like, I could not remember to go to anything for any amount of money. I mean, it was just like my brain could not focus and remember anything so i had to put every little detail in my phone like take out the garbage you know like school starts at this time all of these kinds of things because i was just so unable to make my brain stay put even though that doesn't make any sense so that was the early days and then uh as things got a little bit better where I was functioning a little bit better, I still find myself having a hard time focusing on one thing at a time. It's like, I have to be seven zillion places at once. And I'm not able to kind of categorize that in my brain as easily as I used to be able to. And it used to be well, I could, you know, be going seven different places and I knew what needed to happen in what order. And now I'm not as skilled at that. And also I'm still super forgetful and, just can't remember to do stuff yeah that sounds what about, about you? right
0: <laughs> well as you were just talking about how you used to be able to do all sorts of things and juggle a lot of plates in the air perhaps yeah multitasking function is broken also me yeah. so when scott first died the first week who knows you're just so in the like what in the heck is happening and also with us we had a funeral at the end of the week so there's a lot to do and to i don't want to say look forward to but you know what i'm trying to say yeah. plan for plan for on and, the schedule, on the docket yes and i would i want to say that my concept of time totally immediately was very very sketchy but i didn't notice having a hard time retrieving memories or looking ahead until a few weeks later. And I really noticed it a few months later. And the way that it felt to me, it it felt like my head had blinders on it. Like a horse has blinders on it. And I was not able to either look back and retrieve memories, even from like five minutes earlier. And I was not able to plan ahead. So most of the time when people would talk to me, they're like, did this happen? Tell me about this thing. And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Or they're like, what are you going to do tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. And I, I think the phrase I said the most was, I don't know. And luckily at the time I was in therapy and I told my therapist this and I was like, I'm really alarmed. I think something's wrong with me. I feel like the scaffolding of my mental state is busted. Like there is something that is not right in there. And I'd never heard of anything like that happening with a sudden death. We had a sudden death. You and I both did. And, and so I was like, oh, well, maybe this is kind of like a traumatic brain injury. Maybe I'm just like, not going to be okay. And she's like, oh, by the way, this is normal and it will happen and it will stay for a while and it will eventually dissipate. So fast forward three plus years after out, I still definitely have effects from widow brain. And I noticed that at the times where I have kind of resurgences of grief, my memory goes offline again, and I'm only able to do basic things. I was alarmed, even though my therapist told me this. And so I did some research at the time. I learned that for sudden death, that was normal because you have essentially been through an emotional bombing, like an assault on your brain. And the brain can only manage so much and it has different parts that protect ourselves. So that was really nice, I guess, to hear that I wasn't totally crazy. And as I got to know more widows learned that this is common among basically 100% of them.
1: I felt like my actual brain, my cranium was full of cotton or, a cloud. I actually called it my brain cloud. Do you remember the movie Joe versus the volcano? Yeah. (laughs) He had like a brain cloud. He would say that I was like, my brain cloud is making it. So I cannot process any of this information. And I can't remember anything. And I too was like, uh Oh, I'm broken. What am I going to do? And then it was nice. that it was like, okay, this is a response to trauma. And it is your brain like shutting down some functions because it needs to protect itself and it needs to shift to other functions. Like you said, like it's an explosion you're reorganizing your entire, everything inside of your brain in, you know, a matter of however long for um, the sudden deaths. And I imagine that people who have a longer death process also have widow brain and maybe even start having widow brain before they're technically widows because their brain is also having to shift to the care and the idea that their spouse might die
0: yeah like you said everything has changed in an instant yeah and even with people that have had caretaking as part of their process of becoming a widow they still will deal with grief no matter what Brought you to be a widow. Some of my friends that are cancer widows, they are also experiencing memory loss, memory problems. I would just like to preface this with, I realize that I am not a widow that dealt with long-term illness. So any of y'all that have experiences like this, please feel free to comment. I have had a couple friends that their spouses died from cancer. And one of them I knew... During the process of her husband dying and I had become a widow and I said, Hey, just FYI, you're going to be so tired and here's, what's kind of going to happen. And she was like, yeah, right. I've been caretaking for four years. I feel like I'm going to live my life and yeah, I'm going to be sad and I'm going to grieve, but I'm ready to like do things. Cause I've just been sitting here at my husband's bedside for years. And so the time came and he did pass away. And then guess what came? Widow brain. Widow brain came. It was real. I'm not sure how long the effects last on a sudden death widow versus uh, a long-term illness widow, but I do know that it's very, very common that it happens to most, if not all.
1: Do you think that some people, especially those who are outside the grief community, think of this and they think of it as in our heads, even though it's in our heads, no matter what, but like as something that we're just making up or isn't a real thing based in physiology or based in actual medical.
0: Yeah. Do you think, I think they think that it's BS. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I, I bet it's all across the spectrum, even people with, I know I've not had a child, but people that have had children tell me about pregnancy brain. And I'm like, what? And I've seen, you know, everybody, you can find everything on the internet that you want. You can find people shaming people for pregnancy brain. You can find forums for pregnancy brain being like, it's real because hormones and things. And so like, I've seen all of those things. And some people are like, yeah, well, being pregnant is not going to cause you to be forgetful and do this and i'm offended because my friend forgot to come to lunch and she just uses that an excuse now move that over to widow which i do understand and i believe it a hundred percent if you're going through stuff and your body is changing and your brain is changing are you serious how can you not have problems remembering things or being tired
1: like exhaustion is real i think that before i went through this i would have downplayed it in my mind like oh yeah you're having to figure some stuff out but it's not like the explosion in your brain and not as long lasting i would think yeah so do do you think mel that people who are super organized and super good at multitasking do you think that it's like based on your baseline so if like you're really terrible at it it's just going to get worse Than somebody who was like really good at it. So they just drop down like three pegs. But if you were already down here and you drop down three pegs, then you're like not functional. Okay. I don't know. I
0: only know my own experience. Okay. And the way that my brain is, anyway, is I find order in chaos. Mm -hmm. And that's my skill in multitasking or was my skill in multitasking. And now for me, the only way that I can keep order is to go against what my way of functioning was before the death and write everything down. Be super organized. Yeah. Do some cleaning of some things. It was, it's so wild. So I don't
1: know. I only know my experience. What do you think? I just look back and I've always been kind of a forgetful person, like going through high school and college. My mom I think was always a bit worried about me because I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to apply for college today. You know, (laughs) I can do it. And everything's always worked out for me. Like I've always done it, but that's how I have functioned my whole life is kind of like, do, 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 thinking about like one step ahead instead of five steps. And so I'm like, I'm a disaster because if that's how I was before and you add this middle brain, it's like, I'm planning for six days in the past now instead of one day ahead. I'm like, oh, that already happened. Shoot. Okay.
0: Well, listening to you say that makes me feel better about how I functioned before. No offense. <laughs> okay. Here's kind of what my brain would do. I I always had a good sense in my head of what my calendar was, and I could keep track of a lot of different moving parts. And the way my brain is too, it's, it's like a music conductor brain, which is you can keep track of 80 different moving parts doing different things all at once when you're in your zone. Now, in your normal life you could be a disaster. Like for example, cleaning my room always been a problem. Keeping organized outside of the music or scheduling for music thing totally hard for me. But I I've noticed that since I've had widow brain, I cannot keep track of all those things. The only time I can keep track of it is if I'm actually in music playing and doing those things. So, I can't juggle my schedule anymore without writing everything down and here's where I really notice problems is prepping
1: for my schedule and being prepared. That is really, really hard. Yeah. I really have to focus on doing that too. Trying to look ahead. The ironic thing about me pre loss is that I'm like a, like a successful and highly functional person. So people, when they hear that I'm forgetful and I'm like, Oh, like got straight A's in school, but needed to remember that it was time to apply for college, you know, things like that. So, I mean, cause so, you became uh, a doctor, you went through yeah, med school. So obviously, great grades. You're I doing okay, remember. but I'm the same way. Like I could keep track of my schedule. I knew where all the kids were going and all the different places and never put it in my calendar. And now it's like, everything needs to go in the calendar. I need to look at the week ahead of time and try and figure stuff out before, but it's bad with my kids because, I'll be like, oh crap, I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. I got to find somebody to watch them. And I need to do that way ahead of time. And I don't.
0: It's bad. Preparation is hard. Yeah. If you all could see my desk right now, and for those of you that are watching this on Instagram or YouTube, you can, because I'm going to show you. I just want to show you how many books I have so that I can write things down. Here's one, two. I have some papers over here three four and then back there I have a couple more and I just have to keep stuff around at all times so that I can grab something and write it down it how do you know
1: where to look though
0: I don't I only can remember in the moment and that was the other thing too part of my anxiety went away for the first few months after Scott died because I couldn't think of anything in the past and I couldn't look forward to the future so I was like this is awesome I'm like 100% in the moment, even five seconds either way. I couldn't do it. And it, but it was hard too, because then I would be in, in the moment also and think, I can't remember that person's name. Mm -hmm. What's that person's first name? I had a hard time with first names, even my students that I'd known for years. So here's the good news though. Like you were mentioning earlier, the brain does do this to protect us. And because it just can't process all of that, it takes time. And so one thing I've learned is from The Body Keeps the Score, my favorite book, is that your prefrontal cortex, which does all the computations and the higher functioning power of the brain. And of course, I'm heavily generalizing this because I am not a medical professional, but that part goes, yes, But that part goes offline. And then what we're left with is our our brainstem, which is just for survival. So the part of the brain also that keeps track of time, shot, it's shut down for a while. The part that knows details, it's shut down for a while. The part that deals with emotion, it's on fire doing things. It's just like, oh, I'm sad. I'm happy. And the other parts are like, we don't know what time it is. Has three days gone by or has it been one day or has it been one year? So if you're feeling these things, it's normal. Your job is to breathe and survive, especially if you're like in acute, fresh grief. So if you're dealing with this, it's going to be okay. It's hard, but you're going to be okay.
1: Sometimes we assume that unless we had a huge life insurance payout, we don't really need to know anything about investments or even finances. But guess what? A little knowledge of finances is critical for all of us. Maybe your partner was in charge of that stuff, and now you find yourself making all the decisions. Maybe you're mad about that. Maybe I am. Nicole from the He's Gone But The Money's Not podcast is here to help. She tackles financial literacy by telling the stories of women and widows and finance experts and shares the lessons they've learned as certified financial planners. Whether you know a lot and feel confident in your financial decisions or feel unsure about all of that stuff, there is more to learn. Listen and subscribe to the He's Gone But the Money's Not podcast on all podcast platforms. This ad was paid for by Rock House Financial, an SEC-registered investment advisor. And I think that number one, it, just like you and I felt, it was really helpful to know that this is normal. It's based in physiology. It's not because you're weak. It's not because you're not dealing well with the loss of your person. It's not like, well, if you were just, you know, better at doing this, you wouldn't have this problem. No, it's not that at all. This is normal. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're not coping well. Just let's get that out of there. Um, Are there some things that you feel like have been helpful in kind of adapting to your widow brain?
0: Yes. And I was very shocked when I discovered this by accident, because as I mentioned before, I'm not really the greatest at keeping my room clean or areas clean. My head is always in the creative zone. Like I'm going to go make this thing and I have this gig and I'm going to go here and whatever. And when that's taken away, it's like, oh, I'm just here. And so I noticed even if I did something simple, like rearranging my pillows and folding the blankets, I felt this huge weight lift off. It was significantly more relieving, which I thought was weird because before I'd be like, oh, whatever, I'll just leave it here and it's fine. And even if I did clean it, it's not like I would feel like that much better, just kind of normal. So taking care of my space, I was also... Dealing with part of a remodel at my parents' house. And so when the time came for me to move in with my parents, when everything was finished, being able to organize my little space and make it how I wanted, that was really helpful because it helped me kind of organize stuff in my head. And and then I also got the app, one of those apps that deals with brain plasticity and you play games on it. Oh, now, yeah. That I couldn't do, I would say like six months to a year. I don't think I was even ready for that because I just didn't have attention for anything. But yeah, the little things, making your bed in the morning, making your pillows look nice. like
1: Yeah, that's something I've really struggled with because I'm not in control of my all of my own um, living space because I have other humans living here. But there is something to be said about having... Um, organization and order in your surroundings. So I do have some, you know, neurology training and it is when somebody has a traumatic brain injury, one of the things that is helpful in the healing is to take away um, too much stimulus, too much stimuli, because it's assaulting to the brain and the brain can't process it all. And as it's trying to heal, it needs to have A quiet, uh, you know, uh, not flashing lights and loud sounds. It needs to have less photos and less things, less input. And I always try to remember that when I'm feeling crazy is like, treat yourself like you have a brain injury, you know, less noise, less clutter, less craziness going around on around you is going to help, which is really hard to achieve when you have four kids. (laughs) But it does help me to feel like when I am losing my mind a little bit, like, okay, there's a reason and these are some things that could help, but since they can't happen, at least, you know, why it's happening. You know what I'm saying? So um, I have a question
0: for you. Cause you're a two and a half years out or so. Does it resurface?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, for sure. When things are harder emotionally because of the death of Jason, Then I do have a harder time focusing on other things and processing and, you know, keeping the balls juggled. And just even, even I find myself having a hard time if I'm like writing a text message or I'm trying to write something down and my kids are talking to me, it used to be that I could just like kind of turn them off and keep doing it. And now it's like, no, you can't be making that noise. I can't be even having that in the background anymore. Whereas I used to be able to just turn them off and be okay. And now, I mean, I will get short with them a lot more often because I'm like, shut up. You know, I like, I need to be doing this right now and I can't do it with other stimulus coming in and you guys are like a big ball of stimulus
0: one thing at a time same here even even if the tv's on upstairs and I go upstairs and my parents start talking to me I can't do it or if I'm doing something on my phone and someone's talking to me but I'm in the thing that I'm doing I I cannot hold both things before I could have gone back and forth yeah but yeah oh it's so hard is oh. really
1: hard. Um, Like we talked about before though, calendaring, making sure you put every single little thing in the calendar with an alert is helpful. Writing down things, your grocery list, you're not going to remember it. I don't care if you are out of milk and you know that in the deepest part of your heart, you will forget when you go to the store, you <laughs> must write it down. It's true.
0: It's true. Yeah. I have a question What about what you think about this. What do you think about people that have suffered a death and then they go back to work pretty quickly. I, it's, that's hard. Do you think it's affecting them adversely. Um, or is it helpful?
1: I think it depends. I think sometimes it doesn't matter because it's what is required of people. I would bet money though, that if you did a performance evaluation And not like a performance evaluation, like how good is your customer service? Go away. I'm recording a podcast. (laughs) Not like customer service, but if, I mean, they have different tests that test your ability to focus and to be able to do different things that are mentally taxing. If you were to do a test of people who go back to work quickly after the death of their spouse or their partner, um, and people that go back a little bit. Later, I am abs- I'm hundred percent sure that the performance of the people who go back sooner would be terrible compared to the people who wait. And I think it's probably terrible even after you wait compared to your pre, your pre-death abilities. Ooh. I remember going back to work. I went back to work three weeks after Jason died. and the thing that I do at work is very repetitive. Like it, I do it over and over and over again. And I remember just having to be like, what's next did i do it all and it's like high stakes if i mess up then it's is bad you know but i really 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 had to focus on what i was doing and it was a little scary to be honest so
0: if you are a heart surgeon and you become a widow don't go back to work immediately maybe
1: yeah hey i really do need I know you unlocked the door with that, but I need you to go out of here. Mom? Yeah. You know my mind went crazy and accidentally made me break a timer? Your mind went crazy and it made you accidentally break a timer? Yeah. Okay. So is there a big mess somewhere? Yeah. Okay. I'll show you where I made the timer break. Okay, I'll come out in a minute, okay? Well, I just want you to have this. Thanks. Trick! Okay, please don't stab me. That thing's really pokey. Where Where were we? <laughs> I don't even know if you're a brain if you're a heart surgeon, yeah, take some time.
0: Yes, do you have any good stories about Widow Brain and things that you have done or not done as a result?
1: Um the like second week after Jason died, I can't even remember now what it was, but I had a full day where I missed everything that I was supposed to be doing. Like my windshield was supposed to get repaired. I wasn't home to get my windshield repaired. It was just like one thing after another. And I was just like, "Uh, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I forgot to pick up my kid from preschool and just like thing after thing that still happens. I hate to say it, but it still happens. What about you, Mel? Have you had any great stories? I have a lot of
0: ongoing ones. I would say I... Can't find my bra. <laughs> it's been a really long time. I have multiples. You I don't really go. If Any I find it, them? then I lose it again. Yeah, I don't get it. Also, I have been forgetting to brush my teeth. I'm getting better at it. But for the first while, oh, I had I thought that one I thought that a 72 hour period Was actually a 24 hour period.
1: So, were you like halitosis? Was that like your special skill that week?
0: Oh, I'm sure. And also, who cares if your person's dead and not there to smell it? (laughs) So, (laughs) nobody could tell me. And then the third is deodorant. I still forget it all the time. And sometimes it was like, okay. I've either found my bra and I forgot to wear deodorant, or I wore deodorant, I can't find my bra, and I brushed my teeth yesterday. That's so the... you
1: just can't have all three? No. It's like, never can they all meet? Well, no. Two out of three. Is pretty good. Um, I I don't have those problems. I have a lot of other problems. Like, not remembering to pick my kids up, but... Yours are logistics and mine
0: are hygiene, basic <laughs> hygiene and and food. I forget to eat and then I don't care about eating. Mm, yeah. Interesting how it affects us differently.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I think that the most important part is that it's real. It's not made up. And it doesn't mean that you are not coping well or that you're doing something wrong or that you're grieving wrong or... Anything like that.
0: Yeah. You treat
1: treat yourself kindly. You've had a brain injury, even though you didn't get your head bashed in.
0: You are widow typical. (laughs) Hashtag widow typical. That's you. And Yes. So if you guys have stories,
1: tell us below. Thank you for being on our widow brain journey with us, because we all know it's quite the ride.
0: Yep. And even if you post a comment and forget about it, it's cool. We'll probably forget too.
1: All of our guests on the show are, are like, oh, shoot, we forgot to email you back. I know. <laughs> the now nice we- thing is is that all of them are like, totally get it. Yep. We're right there with you. So it's kind of nice to have a crew of people who understand widow brain as opposed to working with the grief civilians and the muggles because they don't understand and they just get annoyed with us. So that's
0: true. And I, that just brings up a memory for me. It was about a month after Scott died and somebody asked me if I could do a gig and I couldn't do the gig. Cause I was like, no, I'm not leaving my bed yet, but because my time frame was so weird, I didn't get back to them immediately, and if you don't get back to some people immediately, they get really snippy with you on text, and this person did that. And I just was like, "Wow. I understand that they don't understand."
1: Yeah, that's hard. That is
0: hard. So I appreciate the widow community so much because I feel like we all give each other so much leeway because we're all in the
1: same boat and exactly. And we only have one paddle in the water and it's broken. <laughs> mine has holes in it and no bra. I'm Anita. I'm Mel. Two young widows. One of us is wearing a bra, and we're just trying to figure out. <laughs> Widow, we do now.
0: This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan. Especially when you're a widow, your person is dead, you might have kids, you might need another option, and you just want your phone to work. You want unlimited texting and service, and you want it to be like 25 bucks a
1: month.